Hi, this is Cassie Frazier, host of Runway Role Models, and this is our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old female Kaylee Malera. Kaylee went missing January 14th, 2011 from Braintree, Massachusetts. She is biracial, African-American, Caucasian, 5 feet 7 inches, 135 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. She is an endangered runaway. Kaylee has a tattoo on her upper right arm. If you know of Kaylee's Malera's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Kaylee, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Today's kids can face some very tough issues in their lives every day. Now we have a place to come to for some much-needed help. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. Welcome to The Good, and The Bad, and The Ugly here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kara Eglinton. And I'm Emma McCauley. And we have a special guest with us today, and it is one of our friends named Matt. Hello. <laughs> so today our topics will be Matt telling his story, and we're talking about the My Life program, and then we're going to talk about some volunteering and just our experiences. Yeah, and our experience with working with people and volunteering and stuff. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so Matt, you are more than welcome to share yep. your story. Okay, well, um, I guess as any good story, it starts out as a kid. Um, I had severe anger and um, bipolar issues by the time I was four. Um, I was actually arrested as a favor to my mother um, at the age of four um, for assault and battery on said person. Um, you know, not the most you know positive of beginnings to a life. Um, by the time I was six, I was diagnosed with bipolar and ADHD. Um, and you know, saw you know countless shrinks, you know, uh, psychiatrists, doctors, you can name it. I saw them. Um, by the time, you know, and my problems quickly escalated from just you know violence toward you know anybody. I was, I was bad. Um, I was put on three different medications by the time I was ten. Um, when I was eleven, I started drinking heavily. Um, let's see. When I was eleven, I started drinking, and I'm talking like every day. Um, I had my first alcohol poisoning at twelve. Um, by the time I was 13, I had my second one. Um, at 15, I had one that almost killed me. Um, I had a doctor look at me and say, if you don't stop drinking, you're going to die in less than probably 60 days. Um, needless to say, I stopped drinking. Um, cold turkey went through really, really bad withdrawals. Um, dropped out of school, left my parents' house. Um, you know, just really just fell through life. Uh, less than, I guess, a month on the streets, I found out pretty quickly who my real friends were. My real friends looked at me and said, no. You're going through troubles that you started yourself, and we're not going to help you. Um, yeah, I stayed with you know friends here and there, but pretty quickly I wound up on the street. Um, the street's not a fun place to be anytime. Um, there's so many people now who go through problems like I did, um, but didn't have the kind of support system. My parents were willing to put me in a place called Tumbleweed Open Hands, which in Arizona is a program for at-risk youth. Um, it's what you're supposed to do if your kids are having problems, you know, not necessarily like drug abuse or anything like that, but if your kids are having issues, you take them there so they can get help. Um, not just medication, but somebody who knows what they're doing and somebody who's been through it going, hey, you know, I can help you. I know what I'm going to do. Um, I was in that program for about a month. 
Um, and I graduated from it, and they told my parents to come pick me up, and my parents told them no. Um, less than 72 hours later, I'm sitting in a child protective services group home, um, and was the beginning of about a three and a half year stint in there. Um, let's see, in group homes, I pretty quickly found out that I was being bad for no reason. Um, my bipolar, I can control. I haven't been on medication since I was 18. Any kind of meds, nothing. And I'm a contributing citizen now. I, I go to college full time. I help out everybody I can. I constantly volunteer. And I pretty quickly discovered in group homes that I needed to do this with myself. Um, I actually met a young man um, who's, I'm not sure if I can say his name because he's still in CPS, but um, I'll call him James. Um, he was 12. Um, he was, his mother was addicted to um, heroin when he was born. Um, he was born with many disabilities and things I didn't have to deal with. Yet he got up every day and worked toward a finer goal in life. And I pretty quickly discovered that he was a better person than me. Um, I made constant issues for myself. I fought all the time. I was so filled with just hate and anger toward everybody. You know, everything is everybody else's fault. I'm not in high school because I'm too cool. You know, came up with all these excuses to, you know, make my behavior understandable. And watching a young man who truly couldn't control himself, who didn't know what was going on and, you know, was faced with life's problems that he didn't have choice over. Um, I very quickly decided that I should base my life off somebody like that, somebody who gets up and they try to become better, try to do better. Um, by the time I was 17, I was leading up a Boy Scout troop for um, Sunshine Group Homes. I was volunteering three days a week. I was um, doing well in all my classes. I had, you know, A's and everything. You know, once I, I figured out, once I started trying, you know, life got better. You know, I didn't have to fight with everybody to get something accomplished. I didn't have to, um, you know, live life like it's some horrible curse. And, you know, now... It's, you know, I'm 19, almost 20. I turn 20 next month. Um, I volunteer all the time. I work with people. You know, I'll grant, I'm not a people person. But every day I get up, I go out there and I enjoy the little things. Because I can go outside and see a funny name on a, on a license plate and I laugh. I can go outside and see a sunset or a sunrise and I can see people laughing and talking. And it's just the little things don't bother me anymore. And, you know, my story in a nutshell is that I'm someone who's come from a lot of problems that I've caused myself. I work with people all the time who've come through things 10 times worse than me, you know, not even close to as better off, and I try to help them. It gives me a purpose. I meet, you know, my life wasn't that difficult. I created all my own issues. I fought with my parents. I got into alcohol because it made me think I was so awesome, you know. I was the bad kid on the block. You know, I could do whatever I wanted. Yeah, you see the posters saying, like, I'm too cool for this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the kid I wanted to be. Growing up in school, I never fit in. Simply because, you know, I try and I, you know, do things that the in crown did and I'd wear the right kind of shoes. And, you know, I grew up, I had all my clothes handed down to me. My family was poor. I never knew this, but we were. You know, I went to school and kids were wearing new pants and new shoes. And I pretty quickly found out I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know? So how am I supposed to fit in? Well, I can either do what they do or I can just be me. I go out every day and I am me. Nobody can look at me and go, you're so weird. I'm like, I know, it's awesome. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Life is, I embrace the weirdness. Exactly. Life is so much more fun and it's so much better when you're just who you are. And, you know, discovering that through my life led me to be, I think, not necessarily a good person, but a better person than Joe Schmo who pretends to be something and then every day goes home and is like, oh, my God, my life is so horrible, you know? Yeah. But um, the biggest thing I can say about my life is that I've worked for almost 20 years to get to the point where I am. 
Um, I won't say I've come far, but I do think I've actually moved forward. Um, I work every day, not necessarily like it's the last day I want to be alive, because granted, I do wait and wake up tomorrow morning. But, you know, if if I left this world tonight, or let's say I walk out this building and get hit by a car, you know, I'm gone. You know, exactly, right? (laughs) Don't really want that to happen. But, you know, I've I've accepted that life can end at any moment. And if we're not happy, then why is life worth living? So Yeah, so live your life. Exactly. Even, like you said, like your life has been bad and it's been worse but you know what it gets better and that's why i named the show the good the bad the ugly because sometimes things are just plain ugly i mean like the worst possible thing you can possibly imagine and then there's bad things but in the silver lining there's good things that happen just even kind of all ties in together even though if it doesn't happen every day you yeah. can cherish the big and good things that happen and say like yeah those are horrible and just gosh awful things Mm -hmm. but then it's like you do one thing that makes yourself feel better and that you're a true inspiration man i'm i'm not saying that because i'm i'm thinking it. i know that you are because you are sharing your story on how like your life was so horrible to saying like i'm gonna do something inspiring and there's a lot of things like people have superheroes like superman and Batman and they all do th- good things, mm-hmm. but some point in their life they did bad things, which made them good. Yeah, and you're a normal day superhero. I mean, that, yeah. To to me, like you're like Superman or Batman in my eyes because you you do something that's so inspiring and in that you want to get up in the morning and say, "Hey, I'm going to do this and change people's lives." And mm-hmm. even though sometimes you feel horrible or something, you still do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I totally agree with Emma. I mean, you know, I've been friends with Matt for a while now and, you know, we've gotten to get I've gotten to know him and just I I agree with that, that he is an inspiration and that, you know, people need to realize or not realize, but they need to give themselves that motivation. Like they need to realize that there are things in life that aren't going to be easy but it's still worth living it's still it's it's not something just to give up or just to not try anymore and like it's you hear all these celebrities coming from broken homes and all that Mm -hmm. and you don't hear people from the undergrounds doing that and you're sharing your story you're going out and just saying like hey here's my story even though if no one hears you you're still saying it you're waking up and saying you're repeating it and make sure you're heard yeah and your things are not handed to you you have to earn them and that's what people don't get is that some people think that life is giving to you on a silver platter but sometimes it isn't you have to work for it exactly so let's take a break oh if you like to email the show send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com make sure you mention our our name which is the good the bad the ugly and mention the names emma mccauley and kara eglinton tell us who your hero is and how are you a superhero so let's take a break i'm emma mccauley i'm kara eglinton keep it right here you're listening to the voice america kids network stay connected sign up for our newsletter go beyond your favorite voice america shows visit iradioblog.com 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support surprise you behind the line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view this is a look at all of the action from behind the line join your host every wednesday at 3 p.m whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life we'll run down all of the scores talk about the games of the past week and preview what's coming up in the next week you'll want to take notes because this is good stuff the place to be wednesdays at 3 that's 6 p.m eastern is the voice america kids channel for behind the line Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the ugly here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kara Eglinton. And I'm Emma McCauley. And our topics today is our friend, Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello. Again. <laughs> um, hello again. <laughs> um, our topics today were about his story, and then we're going to talk about this program called My Life, because there was a reason why he was talking about his story because it ties in with this program that he's involved in so he's going to tell us some more information about it and then later on our topics are going to just be about volunteering and talking about our experiences and helping so helping others yeah, yeah helping others all that so so matt like what is this my life program um well my life um it's actually i guess the shortened version it actually stands for magellan youth leaders inspiring future empowerment um, which is really long, so we just call it my life. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually, a big part of what we do is we're kids from, you know, we're all the way from 15 to I think our oldest person right now is 22. Um, and we're from all walks of life, okay? We're kids from, you know, uh, mental health, so, you know, we're people that have been diagnosed with some kind of mental illness sometime in our life. Kids from child protective services, foster care, juvenile justice, um, you know, substance abuse, you name it, we've come from it. No matter how hard your life has been and no matter what you've gone through, you can probably talk to people there and find someone who's gone through something similar. Um, What my life does is right now we're a program built of youth for youth. Uh, We run everything, okay? This isn't a program where you're going to go and the adults are going to say, this is what you're doing. This is where we're going to sit down and talk about. No, you're going to walk in and you're going to see a room full of 80 to 100 kids and you're going to go, Wow, what are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> and you're pretty quickly going to find that um, we're there to help you. 
Um, we're not a service provider. We don't go, hey, we're going to help you with this, this, and this. No, you come in and you talk. Um, it's we're every we're first and third Wednesday of every month on 28th Street in Van Buren um, at a place called Bill Wilson Hall. Um, it's free dinner, drinks. Um, you know, if if you've had any kind of in system anything, if you know somebody who's gone through these things and you just want help, you go, hey, you know, I've you know I've seen people go through this. I've just been wondering about it. Just come and check us out. Um, what we do is, I'm trying to think of a way to word it. Um, we offer a place for people to get things out there. A large part of what we do is what I did earlier. We have people come up and tell their stories. Um, I've seen people go up and do it, by the way, and the whole room just be like dead silent or, and you'll see, like look around and see people crying. Um, You know, some, you know, your story is your most powerful weapon. That's what we like to say. It's your most powerful tool, not necessarily weapon. That sounds bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you know, your story, what you've been through, what your life is, you know, just because you're 13 or you're 14 or you're six, you still have a voice. You still have the ability to go out there and say, I want this. I don't want this. I like this. This is fun. You can always do that. Don't let, you know, your teachers, your principal, your parents, you know, shut you down. You have a voice. And that's what we're all about. Um, We've actually helped change laws. We've been, you know, I've gotten to talk to two governors, three CEOs, and a whole bunch of other people just from this program. Because I've stepped forward and I've said, I have a voice. I want to help. I'm not just going to sit back and let other people control my life. Um, I like that. That's like that's a slogan. <laughs> um, you can put that on a T-shirt. But, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, my life is all about helping. You know, we believe that you can only help yourself through helping others. And not, that's not the only way, but it's a good way. It's the best. Um, you know, I came into this program and I started going for free dinner. I was homeless. I was 18. I went in and I smelled to high heaven, and I know it because I didn't take showers for like a month. You know, so don't take a shower for three days. Notice how you smell bad. Multiply that times ten. Oh my yeah. gosh! I and yeah, and then carry around a huge duffel bag. And yet nobody made fun of me. I could get on. You know, I could just walk down the street and people would go, "Oh my god, you smell!" But I walked into this room and I got, "Hey, how you doing? I'm John." You know, things like that. Automatically, people are like, "Hey, I want to talk to you. You're cool." You know, even though I could tell people like, "Whoo, ow." Showers are awesome. Um, you know, Soap and water, use it. <laughs> but you know, there was there was nobody made jokes at me. You know, and it was and I went for dinner. I went because I was hungry and I wasn't eating. But I walked in and people were automatically like, "Oh, you're cool." You know, we like you, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's, we'd like to make you feel good. Um, I'm right now the the I guess the president or the chair of my life in Arizona, um, and you know, we're all about helping you. That's why we're here. You know, I'll, you know, I'm a big tall blonde guy. I walk into the room, I see big, tall, everybody, you know, <laughs> you know, we're so many from, you know, so many people from so many different walks of life. Chances are when you walk in that room, you'll find somebody you like, or you'll find a group you fit in with. You know, we have SMI people, which is, it means seriously mentally ill. It's a slogan the government throws at you to mean you're too different. You know, we have some of them that walk in and I've seen so many people there who the government marks mentally ill, who they walk in, man, and they show me they can draw. These people are like people you see making cartoons on TV draw, like they're that good. And, you know, and I come in and we see this and um, it's one of the best opportunities Arizona has to offer for helping people. You don't just come in and help yourself. You don't just go, I'm going to go volunteer one day and then, you know, I'm good. No, you walk in you're like, this is every other week. I can keep coming back to this. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I gave you guys location, but it's off of 28th Street in Van Buren. Or, yeah, street. Yeah, not Valley. Is Um, there any other My Life's in, like, other states? Yes, there's actually um, four My Life's in Pennsylvania and we just got our 
first started in Florida. Don't ask me the city. I do not remember. <laughs> but um, we're in four different counties in Pennsylvania right now. Um, we're in Maricopa County. Um, and, you know, if you want to get one started in your area, find out if there's a Magellan. Um, Magellan is the controller of my life. They do all the mental health stuff for different states and different counties. So if you want to have a My Life or a program like My Life, speak up. We have a Facebook page. Okay, write us on it. Say, I love your guys, the idea of your guys' program, and I'm thinking about starting one. How do I do it? We would love to help you out. That's what we're there for. Um, our Facebook page is uh, www.facebook.com slash mylifeyouth. Um, yet again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, we're all about helping. That's all we care about. You know, we're not in this for the glory. You know, I've been on the news several times. But in the end, I don't care. I'm like, cool, I'm on TV, I'm famous. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm actually getting interviewed by 12 News um, this upcoming Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Um, and then on the next day, I'm, I'm getting flown to Florida to be part of a mental health conference because, you know, yet again, I've stepped up and said, I have a voice. I want to help. I want to do things. And now, you know, people are going, this person wants to do stuff. And this person's not just going to sit there and go, ah, yeah, life's golden, with a big smile on their face. You know, and... If we all, you know, kids, adults, people in general, stood up and said, you're not going to run me over. You're not going to make decisions for me. I am my own person. You know, I'm not saying look at your parents and go, you're never giving me an order again. <laughs> no, you know, you know, granted my case wasn't exactly the most specific one, but your parents do, do truly know what's right most of the time. You know, but that doesn't keep you from going, mom, I'm in seventh grade. I finally get to choose my own classes. I really want to take wood shop. I want to make stuff. You know, doing that is so much better than going, I don't like books, but I, you want me to read, so I'll take a reading class. Yeah. You know, you're going you're gonna to be sad and you're not going to pass the class. And your parents are then going to be mad because you didn't pass the class. You know, and that's all because you just didn't speak up. You know, your voice and your story and you, you know, don't just try to fit in. Be who you are. So, yeah. Yeah, mm. and I have a question. Um, okay. You said you were homeless mm. and... In this program, will they be able to, like, give you information on what you can do, where you can get help to get where you live, like, living situations and Actually, stuff like that? Actually, um, they are what's called an outside organization. They don't offer help in and of themselves. But um, in Arizona, at least, we have other organizations who come who bring kids. Um, we have Jewish Family Children's Services, Southwest Network. Um, and you know a few others who just for the life of me I can't remember names, but um, they're like two of the most prominent. They just bring kids, and if you go, hey, you know I'm 16, I'm 17, I don't know where I'm going, or I'm 18, I'm on the streets, I don't know what I can do. These people can look at you and go, here's this packet, here's this paperwork, we have this, this, and this. Um, you might also be eligible for insurance and food stamps and da da da. You know these people are what who work with kids who try to get them out there and try to get them to be adults. You know you know what the difference between 17 and 18 is? No. 24 hours. And yet, if you walk out on the street, you see 18-year-olds. I'm an adult. I know everything. You know, and then you go, wait, you're only 18 in like two days. You're like, you're, you know, nothing's changed. Yeah. You're the same exact person. You're just three days older than you were, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, my life in, in and of itself cannot offer you things. We can't say, you know, there's this group home that will work for you. There's a place that you can stay tonight. You know, if in your state, you might be able to look at them and go, hey, I have this issue. And you'll probably find one of the kids who went through something similar and they go, I did this, this and this. And among that, these worked. You know, I was homeless at 18, but I pretty quickly found that there's a lot of organizations that help out kids, especially homeless 
Youth, homeless youth is huge. If you're 18, 19, even 16 and 17 and on the streets, there's always programs in your state that help you. If you're going to school, talk to a school counselor. More than often than not, they'll know. You know, don't just go, I, I just give up. You know, I'm homeless. I can't do it. You know, or my life is really tough. Talking actually does help. I know it's one of the hardest things you can think of, but it does help. Well, let's take a break. I'm Emma McCauley. I'm Kara Eglinton. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Emma McCauley. I'm Kara Eklinson. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the laughter starts. <laughs> Just messing yeah, with Yeah, between other. the break, we were talking about switching our names, but we decided, I decided not to. But we have a special guest here today, and it's Matt, our Hello friend again. Matt. I think that's the third time. Uh, the third time. Well, people don't know. They're taking breaks, and like they're getting I'm so awesome. a sip of you coffee. You remember me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask you a couple of questions since, uh, well... 
we've been talking about your My, program yeah. and you've been telling us your story. Mm-hmm. We just kind of want to get more into mm-hmm. your story and have people get to know the details and just have people realize that they're not alone if they're going through something similar that they can get help and stuff. So yeah, are you okay. cool with going into yeah. the details? Um, I guess so, yeah, sure. Okay, right. so Emma, ask away. So you said you were homeless. Um, what was it like for you being homeless and if – if you like, teens want to run away, like how, what's the experience of running away or, okay. Um, well, um, just for, you know, FYI, I ran away twice. Um, you know, I, back then I lived in Snowland. I lived in Colorado, um, which, you know, is negative 40 degrees in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it. It's so cold, so cold. But, um, actually my family moved to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and my first times on the streets was when I was 15. Um, and that's what they call it when you're on your way. You're on the streets. Um, think of the, the image I'd put in your head is don't eat. All your water has to come from drinking fountains and businesses. If it's summer, it's 120 degrees outside, and you have nowhere you can go because you're probably not taking showers. Um, it's, you're going to be sweating all the time. You're going to probably be hungry all the time. You're going to be thirsty. If you, let's say you take some kind of medication, you now have to eat that. Which, by the way, eating pills is one of the grossest things you can possibly do. But, you know, at night, in winter, it gets cold. You're wearing three pairs of pants, two pairs of socks. If you have a long pair of shoes, you're wearing those so they'll go past your ankles. You're wearing two or three shirts and a jacket. And this is in Arizona, where in winter it's 40, 50 degrees. If you live in a colder state or even, you know, a colder place in Europe, you know, it's cold. You're outside and you're freezing. You won't be able to sleep. Slight noises will wake you up. You're, okay, take away comfy beds. Take away comfy couches. Take away sleeping on the dirt because there's bugs. If you want to get the heck bitten out of you, you're sleeping in the dirt. You'll wake up with bug bites covering your clothes. You'll realize that you're dirty all the time. You'll have to carry clothes with you, which, you know, small backpacks can't carry clothes. You end up carrying like a duffel bag and walking around, and people look at you and go, homeless. You know, and you realize pretty quickly that you have nowhere to go, that you're scared. You know, I went through it. I can say this from, you know, point of view. I was, I did it twice. I did it once when I was 15, when I left home. My parents were like, you're gone, leave. If you want to go, go. You know, and I thought I knew everything. I was wrong. You learn pretty quick while homeless, while even young or old, doesn't matter. You learn pretty quick that you don't know it all. You know, I hated my parents, hated them with a passion. Good people, never did anything wrong to me. They didn't hit me, they weren't violent, they weren't drinking, no drugs. Every time I did something wrong, they'd punish me for it. I spent one school year, nine months out of the year grounded, of the whole school year. I got into school, got in a fight three days in, grounded. And you pretty quickly learn that that's, for good. that's good. The fact that you're messing up and your parents are going to punish you for it is a good thing. Because you turn around and you see a guy walking down the street shaking, and you look at him and you go, what's wrong with him? And you hear somebody go, drugs, drugs, leave him alone, drugs. Because you can't, you can't tell where those people are going to go. And those are the people whose parents did not parent them. Those are the people who, when they were 15, 16, ran away, got into drugs, got into the wrong walk of life, and now they're homeless and they're 40. They've been homeless their whole life. They've never had a job. They've never had a car. You know, I'm 19. I don't drive, but that's because I make $700 a month. I can't, you know, I can't pay for a car and a house and, you know, all that stuff on $700. But I have a safe place to go every night. You know, I was homeless twice, twice. Once when I was 15, again when I was 18. When I, got, when I turned 18, went through the same thing I did when I was 15, repeated my mistakes. I went, I'm an adult now. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go out and do what I want. 
I got, you know, I started college, got $2,500 in my pocket. Okay, 2,500 bucks, two weeks, gone. Because, you know, I was an adult and I knew what I was doing. You know, I had an apartment, stayed for like a month, got evicted, you know, didn't pay my rent. And this was all because of decisions I made. You know, being homeless is horrible. I would rather deal with the worst parents on the face of planet Earth and have a bed to sleep in than go out and sleep in a bush. You know, you don't even get to go to the restroom at night. You have to pee in bushes or, you know, go to the restroom behind buildings. And that's not fun. It's so nasty. You know, have you ever gone number two and not been able to wipe or wash or oh, anything? Gosh, that just it's so me it's, out. It's, it's bad, you know, and that's, that's the reality of what you have to face when you're homeless. Wearing the same clothes over and over. You know, you walk past somebody and go, oh, wow, whoo, you stink. You know, and you don't look at them and say that because you see how sad they are. Homeless people don't walk around with big half a smile on their faces. They haven't eaten in two days. You know, there's organizations that help homeless. But as far as, you know, as far as it goes, there's not a lot. You can maybe get a meal here and there or a shower once a week. You still smell six days a week, you know. You smell good for three hours and then you put back on the same clothes you were wearing and all of a sudden you don't smell that good no more. You know, mm-hmm. it's being homeless is probably the single most... I'd say the worst and yet best experience of my entire life because it made me who I am. You know, it really helped me along. But if I could choose, if I could go back in time, you know, I don't believe people when they say, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't change a thing. I'd go through all of it. No. I'd drag my little butt back to my house and make me do good because being homeless is horrible. It's the worst experience I've ever had. It's like, it's like just you describing it feels like I'm in a scary movie. Like, you know, you you don't see that like you don't see that every day like i know i don't but you don't see it until you've lived it but you don't see it until you lived it but also like people don't know what to say like oh are you home because if well like underdressed people they get asked are you poor or mm-hmm. like are you homeless you know because they dress like that way so yeah. we don't know if we if we're being wrong or we being right we don't know but like the thing is is that some people are afraid to embrace people who are like jumpy as you say mm-hmm. and because we don't know how to to give them help because yeah. we is there anything that you can say to say hey you can go up to a person and say like do you need help and without being afraid. Well, the biggest thing I can say is if you can look at somebody, okay, they're holding, you know, two or three bags. I see it all the time, you know, and I don't know if it's because I've been through it and I can recognize it easily. But um, if you think somebody's homeless, don't jump out to them and be like, I want to help you. You know, don't offer them a place to stay because, you know, and I mean this in the nicest way to people that are homeless, but we need to figure it out. Being on the streets is not a positive thing. It's really not. But I call it enabling. I went through it when I first left my parents' house. A few of my friends let me stay there, and I didn't really appreciate it because I didn't know how bad things would get. When I finally hit the streets, stopped eating. I ate a bag of Cheetos a week, and that I had to steal because I didn't have any money. I had to walk everywhere. You wake up all the time at night because there's constant night noises. There's a car, you know, a bird chirps. Somebody walks by, the crunch of gravel underfoot, and you're going to go, wow, and you're going to be awake. You know, you lose a ton of sleep. You're constantly tired. You find you're sleeping during the day more than you're sleeping at night because it's safer during the day. The sun's out. You know, depending on where you live, daytime can be just as dangerous as nighttime. But if you live in a big city, daytime, there's other people walking around. And if you're sitting on some patch of grass somewhere sleeping, you know, people go, who's that weirdo? And you get nasty looks. You know, it's, it's not a fun way to live at all. 
you know, if there's any way you can keep yourself from doing that, I highly recommend it. Um, in Arizona and across the U.S., I'm pretty sure, um, there's Quick Trip, which is a corner store. They are part of a program called Safe Place. Um, if you go into one and say, you know, I've been abused or I have nowhere else to go and you're under 18, these people will look at you and go, okay, I'm good. And they'll, they'll call up and they'll find a way to help you. They'll not necessarily call the police, but they'll find a way to help you. They'll go, okay, there's CPS, there's, you know, foster care, there's this and this and this, and there's this agency nearby. And that's what they're there for. They're part of this program that does that. If you're over 18, you know, type it up on Google, homeless youth, programs for homeless youth, programs for homeless kids, you know, programs for kids at risk. You know, Google is a wonderful tool. Yeah, it can take you to stuff you don't really want to see, but it's also good for finding agencies that don't advertise a ton. You know, just where I live, I know there's nine different programs within a five mile radius of where I live that I can go to get help as a 19 year old guy. Um, that only help people in my age range. You know, there's a program called Tumbleweed. I'm not sure if how far they expand, but in Arizona, they are a program specifically for at-risk teenagers who can't live with their families. Their families grab them and take them there and say, take my child. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And suddenly, you know, you're on your own. You know, you're 15, 16, 13, you know, and you're like, oh, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. You know, the streets, you know, life, adulthood is hard. You know, I was in CPS group homes. Left at 18, had no idea how to, you know, cash a check. You know, I was paid six bucks a week and a five and a one. And that was my allowance. I could do whatever I wanted with it. They don't go, you need to save this because in a month you'll have enough to buy a phone. No, they say, you just need to spend it. Spend it. Go get ice cream. Go get chips. You know, and, you know, I have no idea how to drive a car. None. You put me in a car, I know, about, I know more about how to fly a plane than I do about how to drive a car. You know, and you learn pretty quickly, you know, on the streets, in real life, you know, there's no cushy pillow underneath you. You don't have a blanket. You don't even have a room where you can go and sit and listen to the radio or watch TV or read a book. You're forced where people, you know, and I'm not insulting people on the street. I've been there. But people on the street, a lot of them have drug, drug problems. A lot of them are, you know, schizophrenic, which is basically crazy. Okay, and you'll see these people walking with pushing grocery carts in front of them, which realize that's their house. That's everything they own in the material world in a grocery cart. I mean, who wants to live that way, you know? So, you know, my biggest thing, if you're thinking about running away, if you, if you, if you think you're great and, you know, you know it all, you have friends who will take you in, you'll find pretty quickly that, you know, your friends may be very good friends, but they also have parents. And, you know, all of a sudden supporting another person costs money. Are you going to pay for, how are you going to pay for your own food? How are you going to pay to get around? Clothes, you know, shoes, food. These are all huge things. You know, I said food twice because you know, <laughs> yeah, food important. is important. It, yeah, it's important. Well, Matt, actually, that makes me want to ask you a question. Like, how long have you gone like without eating, being on the street? Um, actually, I think the longest period of time. Um, realized I was eating Cheetos. I always had a bag of Cheetos. You have to have something to eat or you'll go crazy. Um, I think the longest point of time was about two months of nothing but Cheetos. My teeth were stained orange. And um, I actually went into the hospital for, um, I like to call it scurvy. Um, it's an old pirate term. It's for uh, lack of all sorts of vitamins. I was eating no fruit, no meat, no nothing, just chips. Um, and I got really, really, really super sick and ended up being put in the ER for it. So, Let's take a break. I'm Emma McCauley. I'm Kara Eglinton. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Find out. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Emma McCauley. I'm Kara Eglinton. And we're here with our friend Matt, who we've been talking about his life and my life program, and we've just been asking questions. We've had the pleasure to have him today. I am that awesome. I am cool. Yes, you are. You are a superhero in my in my opinion, but I have a question that I just thought of, and I thought it was really important that what if you, 
a child doesn't know how to ask for help or like is like scared to ask for help do you have any advice for them to say like I need help. What should I do? Because people don't know how to ask that. Yeah. Um, I actually went through a large part of the same problem, so I I, I know totally where you're coming from. Um, I say it like this. If you're not willing to speak out for yourself, who will? You know, um, you may be afraid. You know, I I was definitely afraid. I had to go through nine miles of dirt and muck before I decided finally I'd had enough and that I was just going to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Um, You don't even have to say, I need help. Just look at somebody and go, how do I do this? You know? Then you're not saying that you're weak. You're simply saying, hey, you know what you're doing. Explain how to do this to me, person who's been through this or person whose job it is to help me. You know, your school counselors, they get paid quite a bit of money to sit in a chair and listen to you talk. You know, use that money for all it's worth. Sit there and tell them about your problem. Say, I need help with this. You know, you don't have to even say, I need help. Sit there and say, I have this problem. How do I fix it? And then watch them go, oh, well, there's this, 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 you know, and you'll find out more often than not, speaking up is 10 times better than simply rolling with the punches. Because, you know, my favorite saying, well, it's becoming my favorite saying, is life is like a mountain. You can either walk straight up it and reach the top, or you can let the boulders keep smacking you in the face and starting over again, you know? So I'd say, you know, definitely just, you know, fear will always be there. Everything in your life you'll be afraid to do, you know? Sometimes you get behind the wheel of a car and it's like, yeah, I might hit somebody. You know, something bad could happen of this. But really, the only bad thing that could happen from you talking is you'll pretty quickly find out that you like to talk. I, I have that problem. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, um, like, since you were on the streets, what was your, like, f- one thing that you missed the most out of everything? Like, what was the one thing that you wish you had when you were on the streets? Um. Well, really, it's a, t- it's a three-way tie. I'd say regular meals. Um, I'm hungry. I'm going to go in the pantry and make a sandwich. That's, that's way up there. Um, also, a bed. I don't like sleeping at night when I hear people walk past, you know, and all of a sudden I'm wide awake and I have to go through the whole 30-minute process of falling asleep again. Um, um, that was pretty big. And I also miss a bed. That and showers. So I guess it's like a four-way tie. I miss sleeping yeah. in a bed. I don't like sleeping outside. So, yeah, I miss a bed. I miss showers. Because, um, you know, if anybody's ever, you know, gone into a PE class um, and come out and, you know, not been able to take a shower in between or doesn't have, like, deodorant and everything, and you walk past people and like, you smell weird. Yeah. You know? You know, that's an hour. You know, take that over a month or two months or three. You know, and if in summer, it's ten times worse. In winter, at least you got the cold weather so you can put a jacket on and be like, it's the jacket smells. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like... So, you know, that's probably my three biggest things. Yeah, because, like, I know for me right now, like, if I, I'm thinking that the vo- most important thing is, like, oh, television and phone and all this other stuff. I don't think about the small things like toilet paper or food, for that matter, because yeah. I grew up with all those necessities. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always grown up to be, hey, I'm going to get my driver's license and I'm going to drive a car. But other people don't have that necessity and it's just like kids... Yeah, take away your car and try to walk to class every day. Yeah, and like... You know, and then I, you'll have a subtle appreciation for the car. <laughs> yeah, I like for me, I feel spoiled. Like for me, I feel spoiled every day. Like every time I go to the bathroom, every time I turn on a light, every time I get out of my bed or I say hello to my parents, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being... I'm spoiling myself because I have all these things that I can do and wake up every morning. And it just like, it, 
it's hard for me to grasp that people go through this every day because mm-hmm. you don't see it every day. Like I see it on like TV shows and uh, the n- news and stuff it's like that. It's totally just, different when yeah. it's far away. When it's, oh, wow, that person has it. And it's totally different when all of a sudden you have it. If you want to just do a subtle experiment or an experiment to see what it would be like to be homeless in your own house, okay, sleep on the floor. Don't take a sheet. You know, Just wear like a pair of pants and a shirt. Okay, sleep on your floor. Find out how fast you're cold in a 75-degree room. Okay, and you'll pretty quickly go, okay, I really wish I had my blanket right now. I really wish I had my pillow. Just sleep on your floor. Okay, and then when you get up in the morning, don't brush your teeth. Don't put on deodorant. Don't take a shower and wear the same clothes that you slept in. Just do a 24-hour test. You know, do it on like a Friday or a Saturday so you don't go to school. <laughs> yes, you, know? you don't have to go to school. Exactly. And, you know, and you'll, you'll find out pretty quick and, you know, and don't eat. Drink water and eat like a little bit, but don't go, it's dinner. Yeah. No. You know, don't do that. Just, you know, not, let's call it fasting. Okay. Eat a very little bit. Eat, you know, an apple. Eat a banana. And that's it. That's your whole food for the day. And then think about yourself if you could do this for three months or a year. There's been people who I've seen that have done it for 20, you know? Yeah. And, and oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, just kind of hearing Emma talk about how she feels spoiled because I felt that way, too, where, you know, I have all these things that make me who I am, but just also that not a lot of people get, like, you know, having a phone and watching TV and all that. But just a good way, I guess, to look at it is to just be appreciative of the and let your parents know Definitely. of how grateful and appreciative that you are because that's just another way of looking at it. Like, I try looking at it at that way, like just um, just for personal reference. Like I'm going to be going on a trip to Michigan soon, and it's about, you know, $1,000 or so, you know, for plane tickets, hotels, and activities we're going to do. And I have been telling my dad every single day, like, just thank you. Like this is such a fun experience. This is going to be so much fun. And people who are out on the streets can't do that. They can't go on a plane trip and go on a vacation. I mean, there's so many things that I have in my life, but I just realized that I just need to be grateful for that. And there's also a lot of things that you can do to help, like, you know, be involved in these kind of programs that we've been talking about and volunteering Mm -hmm. and doing that kind of thing. Like, if you feel bad just about what happens to people, then do something about it. You need to just try to help someone. Don't feel bad about what you have. You know, don't go, oh, my God, I have a bed. No, I don't want to have a bed. No, go, I have a bed. I'm lucky. I'm privileged. Yeah, exactly. That's, and then look yeah. at somebody who doesn't and goes, and I want to help that person. You know, on the volunteering note that Kara nicely brought up, um, you know, right now it's called the holiday season or nearing it. Okay. There's 10 months out of the year that everybody needs volunteers. You know, there's homeless shelters that give food to the homeless, but they never have food because nobody donates. You know, there's grocery stores that once food goes bad, you know, its expiration date has been reached and they can no longer sell it. Then they give it to those places. You know, so you're eating stale bread, you know, once a week because we don't have food. You know, I work, or not really work, I volunteer at homeless shelters. I volunteer with, you know, there's this place called St. Mary's Food Bank. You know, I volunteer with St. Vincent de Paul. You know, I'm not necessarily a believer in God, but I believe that I've been given a chance to help somebody else. And 10 months out of the year, the places I help are scrounging for people to help. They're constantly going, we need volunteers. We need them bad, like all the time. And then suddenly, you know, Christmas and, you know, uh, all these holidays roll around and people are suddenly like, we should help everybody. So, you know, while that's not a bad thing, remember that there's the next, you know, 10 months when these people have nothing. 
you know, the same three people are volunteering nine months, you know, ten months out of the year, just so they can make ends meet. So my biggest, my biggest thing is if, you're, if you've been gifted, if you've been given a good life where you get to go to school every day, you get to have food on your plate every night, go out and try to make sure that somebody else gets that same thing. You know, give somebody else the chance for happiness or the chance. You'd be surprised how much giving the homeless, not necessarily money. I personally don't agree with that. But, you know, walk up to them and go, hey, you know, I ordered a pizza. I have, you know, half my pizza left over. I'm full. Would you like to rest? And you watch them go, heck yes, would I? And they'll take it from you and just see them go, om, nom, 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 nom. And, you know, and the pizza vanishes. And they're like, thank you so much. And you can just hear the happiness. You know, the, oh, I got dinner. You know? So yeah, yeah exactly. And any, everybody, I, I, I just think anybody out of everybody should just try to find places in their local area about these kind of programs because just like Matt said there's probably millions of places anywhere in the US around the world who are looking for people for this and please I mean if you ever even think for one second like oh maybe I want to do this or maybe I want to help then don't even hesitate just try to do something yeah, because I was say, action is much better than words exactly you know, we'll take your money but we'd rather take your hands you know, we'd rather have you there showing people that you care. You know, donating money is fantastic. We hell, we really appreciate it because that, you know, gives Still us a, good a little bit of food. Too. Oh, yeah, it's an amazing gesture. But if you have the time and you have the ability, definitely come down and go, I want to donate my time. Look up, you know, volunteering online and you'll watch the places just Google, Google, Google 7,000, you know, sites with this on it. Yeah, and, and my favorite thing is that, like, I I volunteered for a food kitchen once where I made food, and I met the most amazing people yeah. because, like, they came from nothing, but they're, like, the most friendliest people. And, like, they're not, like, you growing up to say, like, oh, they're scary or all that. Mm -hmm. But once you meet them and get to know them and know their story, they're amazing because, like, I worked with somebody who was homeless for a couple of years that he, he – Instead of he got wealthy, mm -hmm. and instead of like saying "ha ha, see you later, suckers," he <laughs> donates him his time and like helps make food, helps make yeah. everything. So he he's actually giving back instead of taking all of it because he's like, I don't care. I've been with this out this for so long. When I have it, I don't know what to do with it. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna help every every chance I get because. Doing something, you get to meet the most amazing people. I've met friends who, like, we just work in the kitchen and we just, like, just sing along to stuff. And mm -hmm. we just, we might not have the same interests, but we all come together and be like, hey, I'm going to help you. And yeah. and seeing those smiles that you don't see every day. and Yeah, even, you know, the smiles are probably the single best part. You know, it's just that, you know, that subtle appreciation. You're not doing it for the, yay, everybody loves me now. You know, you're doing it because they need help. And just watching how they smile and watching them laugh and eat, you know, I do it every day. And that's just, that's probably the single most amazing feeling I get. So if you'd like to email the show, send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. So you make sure you mention my name, which is Kara Eglinton. And Emma McCauley. And mention the name for our show, which is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And please just tell us about a time where you have maybe volunteered, something that you maybe want to do but just don't know where or how to find out. Email us. Talk to us. We're or, here for you. Or something that changed your life that in, in a positive way. And share your experience like... 
where you volunteered or, or where can you volunteer because we we might not know some places but you might do so please email us and tell us where we can find places so we can express it so we know where we can point people to go and if you volunteer with a special place i would definitely say um write emma and kara and say hey i volunteer with this we do this and we'd really love for people to come and you know help us can you please mention us on the show so yeah so thank you so much for joining us you have been listening to the good the bad the ugly here on the voice america kids network Thank you again for tuning in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on Voice America Kids. We'll talk again next week as we dig into more of the issues that really matter to today's kids, whether they are good, bad, or ugly. online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.